Black True Crime is a podcast that researches and discusses murders committed by black offenders. It is a podcast that anyone and everyone is welcome to enjoy, but it may not be enjoyed by anyone and everyone. So listener discretion is advised. Now, without further ado, this is Black True Crime. Hello, everyone. What's up, everybody? How you guys doing? Ah! Did you hear that, man? Okay, wait, okay. okay. First of all, I'm Kayla. I'm Terrell. And for those of you who don't know who Terrell is, Terrell is my man. Okay? That's what I'm described as nowadays. Period. Every time. And if you guys are on Instagram, you know that I had like a last minute need to record with him today because Kristen could not record with us. So it was between him, my... Um, best friend who is of the root of the caucus he's a of the root of the caucus male and it was my mother and everyone actually voted for my mother but she's like not it wasn't everyone okay most people people, i know i've seen it i've seen the stats but don't discredit i know y'all didn't want me here but so what that's not true it was (laughs) it was very very close so yeah but next time i'll do my mom for sure yeah she's she's dope dope. she's dope i love i love me some miss nikki yeah okay guys well (laughs) before we get started that's pretty much it that's all i have to say kristen doesn't want me to tell all her business so when she comes back she'll tell you guys where she was (laughs) (laughs) why inconvenience in my day no i'm just playing i'm glad to be here guys seriously yeah, he's obsessed. Okay, so we're going to get started. I'm really, really excited about this case. This is a listener-requested episode, so yeah, babe, are you ready? I'm excited. Cool, okay. There's nothing wrong with wanting the finer things in life. The expensive cars and huge houses, it's all nice. But what happens when your lust for luxury takes you too far and turns you into a murderer? Oof. Join us as we discuss the rapacious black widow that is... Emma Rain. Thank you to listener Devin Hart for re- recommending this case. Appreciate you, Devin. Yeah, this case was really, really fun. I watched something about it with Terrell, but he doesn't really pay attention to any fucking thing, true crime that I put that on. That is not true. Okay. If it's not First 48, and if they don't mention Atlanta, he's not fully paying attention. Was this a show with, with Lisa Ray all day yesterday? Yeah. I definitely paid attention to one of those episodes. <laughs> one of them out of the 20 we watched. And I napped, so all I could hear was Lisa Ray in the background, so. He hated it. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. Let's get started. All right. So I don't know what her actual like birth last name was. Everything that I could find just had her one of her like married names. Mm-hmm. That's her last name. One of her married names? Yeah. Babe, yes. <laughs> nice catch. Okay. So Emma Jean was born on May twenty first, nineteen sixty four in Vicksburg, Mississippi. I didn't find out much about her childhood, but I did find that she didn't grow up poor or rich. She had a modest upbringing, but from a very young age, Emma knew she wanted the most out of life. When it came to finances and just like material things, Mm -hmm. she wanted it all. And she dreamt of having jewelry, just everything. And she set out to do that very early in life. She was always a hard worker and provided for herself. Sometime after high school, she moved out of Mississippi and on to Pittsburgh, where she would work as a tax preparer. Oh, she's sketchy already to me. <laughs> because she prepares people's taxes. Hey, you don't you don't let anybody do your taxes now. Right? Even preparing. Who who just prepares taxes? You either doing or you're not. So if you're just preparing stuff, you're probably fudging the numbers. But that's, uh, that's just you. Shout okay. out to TurboTax. <laughs> 
So good for her. She at least has like a job and she's making good money. Tax preparers make good money. Absolutely. So while out in Pittsburgh, she met a man named Leroy Evans and they would get married shortly after. The couple would go on to have a son and a daughter together, and life seemed to be going pretty well for the most part. Okay. Until 1993, when Leroy would get hit by a car, which resulted in him becoming a paraplegic. Oh, my Lord, Jesus. Mm -hmm. I'm not laughing at him being a paraplegic. I'm laughing at a conversation you and I have all the time about stuff like that. If I was you guys, just thinking about I, that. I, I would love to share that with them. You can share it with them. <laughs> like right now? Yeah. So I ask her all the time when I see people on TV. I'm like, hey, babe, you know, if my legs didn't work, would you still be with me? And she, you know, she's like real facetious and like rolls out. She's like, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, I, when I broke my hand and, and couldn't do half the things that I would normally do alone, she was like ewing around the house because anytime I put my hand around her or my cast or brace around her, she was just like disgusted. So I know if I didn't have a leg or both legs. There's no way she'd push me around the grocery store. There's no way. He There's is no way. so dramatic. It's not dramatic. Anyway. <laughs> you know you know your significant other, and I know her. I love her to death, but if I lost my legs, it's OV for me. <laughs> <laughs> it's over with. That makes me feel so bad. Anyway, so he's a paraplegic at this point. Okay. Poor Leroy. And Emma, who's 29, she now has to like fully take care of him 24-7. And we know Emma. She's... You know, trying sketchy to get that already. coin. Yeah, she's sketchy. She's trying to get that coin. Yeah. She wasn't going to last. And unfortunately, mm -hmm. Leroy didn't survive for very long. After just one year, he died from choking on his feeding tube. Come on, y'all. <laughs> what is it giving already? Come on, y'all. The man is a paraplegic. He ain't much he can do on his own, let alone choke on something on his own. I right. mean, come on now. Let's... Somebody had to have choked him. <sighs> Told you them 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 money people people who work with money they real they real sketchy dog you know they I make agree. money but they sketchy it they can for be them. yeah for sure and there was a very lax investigation that happened into Leroy's death the family learned that Emma was the last person in the room with Leroy before he choked who else ain't nobody come to see no privilege <laughs> but there was. <laughs> Man, I don't like that. That was not nice. <laughs> that, was, that was good. I, I would have visited. You would have visited? Yes. Yeah, because if it was you and I, you would have visited. We wouldn't be together. Yeah, I would just <laughs> I have full custody. That's why. Yo, I told you guys, if you're on Instagram, I told you guys, he will probably say anything I don't know. I'm trying to, you know, police it, guys. I, I am. I'm He's doing his best. Well, anyway, regardless, okay, he died. Like, this is really, really sad. Yeah, that's bad. Seriously, let's address that. And Emma just completely got away with it if she had anything to do with it there was no repercussion for anything that she did and right after leroy's funeral emma and her two children relocated to new orleans okay well i have a question for you Go ahead. I, you can tell me if it's coming up um so you said it was a lax investigation did they deem how it was possible he might have choked on his own feeding tube or i mean were they just like oh you know <laughs> whoops I think with paraplegic, sometimes, especially when you're so paralyzed, mm -hmm. like that severely paralyzed, it's easy for people to choke um, on things like that, especially if they're not being watched as right. carefully okay. as they're supposed to be. So maybe they just chalked it up to being bad luck in an accident. Got you. Got you. Emma was also awarded about $200,000 in life insurance. The folk who are working with money. Okay. Y'all can hear that the whole episode. So if you're working with money, you sketchy already, dude. I'm looking at you sideways. 
JK, actually, I need a really good CPA for my business. So if you know one, please let me know. Anyway, after Emma moved to New Orleans, she was still on her money-making grind, obviously. She started creating her own businesses and was working hard to get them off the ground. She also started going to church. I don't know if she just started or if she was always a church-going woman, but this was her thing. And while attending church, she met a man. Come on, y'all. <laughs> all of a sudden, her first husband dies, and she's just all of a sudden not a church-going woman. What y'all think she's praying about? know if it's all of a sudden but it did happen she is still going to church or well I'm, i mean whether she's going, going to, to repent for what she might have done because i don't know yet or mm -hmm. other things it's it's always good to go to church regardless of what sin you committed yeah just for all y'all out there think about it go ahead go talk to the lord so ernest was the head preacher and was charismatic and exciting and that made emma like really interested in him Okay, now let's talk about Emma for a little bit. Let's take a look at her. I don't know if I put her on the screen yet. So from what I see from Emma, she's not really giving like Foxy Cleopatra. No. She's more so giving like all my life I had to fight. And that's okay. She seems like she's just a that's strong a woman that's it. been through a fucking lot. That's a good way to put it. That's kind of what I see. All my life I had to fight. Mm -hmm. And she seems like, you know, someone who has faced trials and tribulations all her life. Someone who obviously may have lost a husband. And, you know, just dealing with it. But, you know, she looks like she got some up those big old sleeves she's wearing right now. All right. She like she's staring through whoever took that picture. A hundred percent. Like there's I'm not doing. much emotion, genuine emotion attached to this woman. Yeah, I got a real bad feeling in my left hip when I saw her. <laughs> Whatever that means. I'm not, I'm not, it's not giving. Ain't that what you say, babe? Yeah. <laughs> it's not giving. And one thing about Emma, that bitch can get a man. Okay. Well. What do you think, babe? Like, no, I, I, I think what I think, <clears throat> and I don't. I forgive me. I know your 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 listeners are majority women, so, but I think most women who uh, who don't fall below a certain standard, and when it comes to looks, don't have a hard time getting men. Mm -hmm. uh, that's what genuinely what I think, because mm -hmm. I think men are desperate creatures all, already. Mm -hmm. So I think if you if you're a woman who take care of yourself mm -hmm. and you make a little bit of money, is you know you can walk into a bar and. After a couple months, you can be in a relationship if you're really looking forward to that. I think so. Okay. That's just my opinion. There's someone out there for everyone. Absolutely. And I'm glad <laughs> I got mine, y'all. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so Ernest didn't have an easy life. When he was 10 years old, both of his parents died. Wow. Which is hella traumatic. So he had to enter the system for a little bit, and then he was soon adopted. And people close to him said that despite his upbringing, he was always happy and was always like a generous, you know, type of man. He looks like it. He really does. He reminds me kind of my dad. Shout out to him. Shout out to Miss Tony. Yeah. <laughs> After he graduated high school, he spent some time in the National Guard. Terrell was in the Marines, so he talked shit about literally every other every branch. Every other branch. In every other branch. I'm sorry if you're in the military now. Mm -hmm. I'm not sorry. Okay. Unless you're in the Marine Corps. Please. Whatever. But thank you for serving our country. Whatever so, your role is. Okay. So Ernest, he got married while he was in the military and had a daughter with his first wife. And when the relationship ended, he was really like sad about it. He took it really hard and he turned to the God. Okay? He turned to the Lord and he decided to be a preacher. Okay, that's dope. And open up his own actual like church. That's dope. That's dope. That sounds like somebody who's really into the Lord. Not not halfway through their life who just lost a husband randomly. Exactly. You know. Exactly. And he was a truck driver as well. So during the week, he would drive his truck. And then on the weekends, he would pass to his church. He's probably writing sermons while he's on the road. That's pretty dope. He just sounds super wholesome. Yeah, I like that. I like that. 
So people that knew Ernest said that preaching and talking about the Lord was his real passion in life, and people flocked to his church to hear him mm-hmm. preach. Mm-hmm. He didn't have like a huge following, but he was super, super electrifying. Yeah, I don't like good. to say that about another man. No, no, I get it. No, I get it. I mean, you know, uh, most pastors have a kind of a a draw to them, you know? Yeah, he really did. And his ability to draw people in was probably what attracted Emma the most mm-hmm. because she was like a master manipulator Yuck. and would use his influence to her advantage very soon. I like the way that, that felt like a cliff note. Not like a cliff note, but like a cliffhanger. Cliffhanger, there mm-hmm, you go. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Yeah. yeah, it's probably because we're about to go into an ad really quick. Okay, cool. <laughs> Okay, so let's recap. Okay. In 1993, Emma's husband, Leroy, is hit by the car, unfortunately. Rip in 19... What did you say? I said Rip Leroy. Rip. Oh, okay. Leroy. Cool, yeah. In 1994, he dies from choking on his feeding tube. And within weeks, Emma is in New Orleans building a new life. Mm-hmm. Within months, she's dating this like young, charismatic pastor. And by 1995, she will be full-blown married to the man. Oof. And Ernest was like a really great husband to her. He treated her two children like they were his own. He did his best to provide for the family. And unfortunately, Emma was like really great too. (laughs) She was there for him. That's not unfortunate. I mean, at least he was great to a great guy for at least a, a period of time, you know? I mean, it was all manipulation. I get it. No, I get it. Like, looking at this woman, and she's on the screen if you're on Patreon, it just seems like she's very shallow and goal-oriented in the worst way. Yeah. <laughs> looks sketchy to me. That's what it's giving for me. So, yeah, she was always by her husband's side on Sunday mornings, you know, for church. And oh. they would have to, like, wake up at 5 a.m., and she loved every bit of it. What? Mm-hmm. And they said that she would come to church, like, dressed to the nine, so trying to look the best with jewelry on. But from all the pictures that I find of her, she's looking a mess. Well, I mean, this was in 95, 96, around that time. And then she's the first lady of a church. You know how they be. <laughs> Y'all know how the first lady be. The big old hat sitting in front. Of yes, pastor. Yes, but there's a different, there's just a vibe, you know? Like no, you can tell you. where the money resides. And it just wasn't giving that in any pictures that I saw. <laughs> Tell me if y'all think I'm wrong, but it's not giving. It's never giving. During her marriage to Ernest, Emma established a wig business, a beauty salon. She bought real estate and she had a tax company that was doing well. Okay, that's dope. So she was really like making that point. That's why it's like her wig should be looking better. Like what's what's going on? I mean, but. Money doesn't make you classy. Yeah, but the wigs, (laughs) technology, if you evaluate for lack of a better term back then. Ain't what it is today. They was probably just throwing on, you know, mop okay. bottoms. You know, Don't say, come girl, girl, look at my wig, you know. <laughs> now you got the glue, you got the wig cap, you got the little hook, lace. The hook thing, the laces. I seen some on Facebook today. Somebody had like these little pins. Where, I don't know. I don't know. I'll be doing it today. But back then, right. it was just like, hey, let's go to the store real quick. Throw on a little, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Be goody. But <laughs> go ahead. Do your thing, Emma, so far. You're a snake. Yeah, she's a snake-ass bitch, trick-ass hoe. So she bought expensive jewelry, cars, houses. I think they had a boat, even. Mm -hmm. You gotta have money to have a boat. Yeah, they were just completely over-the-top living. And it seemed like the more money that they made, the more careless and callous Emma became. Ah. She started cheating on her husband, and it wasn't even, like, a secret. How you... I don't get when ugly people cheat. I don't get it. I ain't calling her ugly at all, but I'm just saying in a general sense. (laughs) You got, I, you know, but listen, that ain't right, Miss Emma. 
you can be ugly to everybody except yourself, and that's, that's all. A fact. That's, that's a fact. All and then you have to back to my on. point earlier, you know, as long as your woman making a little bit of money and got a little bit of care about yourself, it don't take. It ain't hard for to get some attention from somebody. Don't take much. And she was really making money. Like she really was doing this on her own. Oh, yeah. Her man was still working just like as a preacher and a, a truck, truck driver. driver. So she was the one that was yeah, really she had bringing in of that time too to do her own thing. Absolutely. Not to mention she had that two hundred thousand dollars that oh, she I walked away with. I ain't forgot. I ain't forgot. So I'm she's trying to figure been. Out. That's probably how she got his tax business, the wig business. You know, she probably get money from the state. <laughs> she's probably. Her husband's a pastor. He's probably getting grants and stuff from the state also. So you know, she probably getting hella tax breaks. Probably running some shit through there. Laundering money. You know, I told you if you work with money, yeah, <laughs> sketchy. Shout out to Ozark. Okay, so yeah, we talked about her cheating and she was really flamboyant about it, okay? And Ernest was starting to get fed up with the situation. And around this time in their relationship, it was August 2005. And if you guys remember, something horrible happened to New Orleans. Yeah. Hurricane Katrina. Katrina. And it was so bad for the couple that they had to actually relocate to Arlington, Texas for a while. Why the hell they relocating? I mean, if she was cheating, my boy Ernest should have got up out of there. It was his family. I get it. I get it. No, I trust me. I get it. He's he's a man of God. You know. That's you know. Try to work it out. Ernest had gotten a truck driving job in the state and was like doing that to make money Mm -hmm. for the family. And I don't know what the fuck Emma was doing, but as soon as shit probably. But as soon as the floodwaters depleted to like safe levels, Emma was back in New Orleans. When there's blood on the street, (laughs) money is spent. Okay. She really just wanted to get her businesses back up and running, start making her coin again, you know, get back to life. Mm -hmm. Ernest, however, decided to stay in Texas for a bit longer so he could make money for the family. And he planned on actually taking over a church in Atlanta soon. Gang, gang. (laughs) Say no one can hear you. Gang, gang. Okay. If anybody know, well, I don't know how much she talks about me. She says she does, but I too am from Atlanta. Yeah. And according to that song that that girl made a long time ago, a while back, I'm not technically from Atlanta. I'm from Decatur, Zone 60, Atlanta, Covington, Highway, Glenwood, if you know what I mean. But other than that, good God. I wonder, I wonder, <laughs> you know, Glenwood, I wonder where in Atlanta he was at. I might look into that on my own. I thought of Black You Cry. <laughs> okay, baby. I don't know what the fuck you just spilled out, but shout out to hey, if they Zone 60, Atlanta. There you go. Decatur. Okay. And this church had, like, a bigger following than his church in New Orleans. So he mm-hmm. wouldn't have to start over. He wouldn't have to build from the ground up. So why not take right, the, right. You know, the position? This is the one in Atlanta we were just talking about. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. And he was going to go back to New Orleans. What's her name? Emma. Thank you. With Emma for a little bit before he headed out there. I don't know if she planned on going with him, mm-hmm. but unfortunately, we would never find out. Because within a week of him returning back to New Orleans, Ernest would be shot dead right oh in front of God. his own house. Now I'm just going to sit here and wait until we find out how much she got in insurance money for this guy. Oh, it's Mr. Ernest. It's coming. On April 12, 2006, 38-year-old Ernest had just returned home from an evening out with one of his friends. So they went to like a motorcycle event. He was into that. Deacons. <laughs> he was into that. <laughs> he was riding his motorcycle that night and he and his friend like obviously rode separately. So when they got back to his house, they talked for like 20 minutes outside in the front. Gotcha. Okay. His friend watched Ernest take out his key, put it in the keyhole, and, like, assumed he was going, like, right inside. Right. So he just drove off. And while he was driving off, he saw ambulances and police cars racing past him, but didn't think anything of it. Of course not. 
Until seconds later, when Emma called him and let him know that Ernest was dead. Wow. So the man is like, what the fuck is she talking about, this trick-ass bitch? I was just with him. I was just there. It's just impossible. With... How you say impossible in Spanish? Yeah. Impossible. There you go. I think. She says that all the time around the house. I don't know <laughs> if she said it right, so y'all get her if she didn't. I don't know if that's a Spanish or Italian bitch. <laughs> oh, my God. I really don't know. Okay. Either way, if you're on Patreon... On the appropriate tier, you'll see the crime scene pictures, and they're pretty horrific as you keep watching. And you can just tell that Ernest had no idea that this was about to happen to him. He must be laying on his stomach. No, he's laying on his back. According to the autopsy, he was shot two times in the chest with a 9mm, and they found the shell casings outside near his motorcycle. Wow. Ernest was found at the bottom of the stairs inside of the home, and his red shirt was completely soaked with blood. And I know that was an extra, like, you know, gruesome detail, but it's important to know for a little bit later. The detail of getting shot in the chest? Of how soaked. soaked. Yeah, yeah. When police spoke with Emma, who was there in the house when the murder actually took place, she basically told them she was knocked out upstairs. She had, like, a toothache or something, so she took some pills and was just asleep. She can't even lie right. She's not even giving through the text, you know? I can tell she's lying from Dojo. <laughs> from what? You said from Dojo. From Dojo. Dojo. <laughs> so as she's like on medication, mm-hmm. she said there, she did hear a few things. She heard a few pops, but didn't really know what it was until she heard Ernest scream, babe, I've been shot. So she had, she was taking some over-the-counter medication. It ain't like she was on some real narcotics for her to be like passed out to the point where two gunshots go off. And she hear her husband screaming for her. And she's like, oh, I think I did hear something. Two gunshots right outside her front door. Like, that's crazy. And then her husband comes, like, you know, barreling into the front door, shot. Yeah. She said she rushed downstairs to him and cradled him in her arms while she called the police. Oh, my Lord Jesus, it's a fire. Now, investigators already thought her shit was a little fucking... As they should. As they should. Mm -hmm. Because there was not one drop of blood on her. Now, if she really cradled this man like she said she did, it would have been some trace of blood evidence on her. It would have been all over. His body was soaked in blood. And if she's cradling whatever of his body in her hands, she'd have a little bit on him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you can see in the in the pictures that I posted, it's, it's come on. It's a lot of blood. A guys. lot of blood. Rest in peace, Ernest, by the way. Mr. He Ernie. seems like a really innocent guy in this Absolutely. situation. And it's unfortunate he decided to meet somebody named Miss Emma. Yeah, fuck that bitch. Fuck that bitch. They also became suspicious after they talked to Ernest's daughter named Quentin or Quentine. I don't, I'm not going to be saying that again. I'm just going to say Q. It's Q. When we talk about her. So Q said that Emma told her that Ernest was killed after she'd asked him to grab something from his bike. So it's like, that's a weird detail to lie about, you know, especially to his daughter. Yeah, right. And Q even lived with Emma for a while after her father's death, but decided to move out after one of Emma's daughter's friends. Emma's daughter's friends. mm -hmm, Gotcha. Told Q that Emma was involved in her father's death. That's a good friend. The friend you'd be talking talking to the police, but that's still a good friend. Because once you tell one secret to one person, it ain't a secret no more. Exactly. So, shout out. She at least did her due diligence to say, hey, get the fuck out of right. here. Because she could have been the next target. Absolutely. Absolutely. Shout out to the old friend. Mm-hmm. But no one had any real proof of Emma's fucking plot and ass. Right. And she was able to walk free and Scott clear. Free. That's crazy. With $800,000. <sighs> In life insurance money. Now, how many businesses y'all think she started after that? How many wigs y'all think she owned now? Okay. 
I don't even know if she cared to open businesses. I think maybe she was just like, hell yeah, I'm going to live off this money for a bit. Come on, y'all. Mm-hmm. <gasps> I need to go visit Miss Emma in jail. No, you don't, babe. Don't Leave her, her right where the fuck she is. So after that, we already know Emma didn't waste any fucking time moving on. Mm-hmm. In fact, she already had a man that she'd been seeing for months by this time. And his name was James Rain. Come on, James. Don't do it to yourself. Well, shit. James probably, already, James probably was, he probably knew some. So, yeah. So her and James. She had gold teeth. If your mom got gold teeth, I'm sorry, but I don't trust no lady who got gold fronts in. I'm sorry. <laughs> she has two gold teeth in the front of her mouth yeah. in this picture. And yeah, it's definitely giving my grandmother, it's definitely giving pimps and hoes. That's what I'm saying. I, I guarantee you those came from her first husband. The twenty two hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm about to give me some fronts. So I'm about to go ahead and take it back to the hood. And she's from New Orleans, right? Or Louisiana. Mm, they do go like fronts. They do go they do go fronts down there. <laughs> Okay, baby. We do go first in Atlanta, but they do like the women do like you know the mm-hmm. fangs and shit. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't like you, Miss Emma. Miss <laughs> Emma. Okay, so James and Emma actually met through Ernest God. because Ernest and James served in the military together. See what I told y'all? Coast Guard. He <laughs> she said Coast Guard. Anything about them? I told y'all. If, listen, I'm obviously biased because I'm Marine Corps, but all mm-hmm. these other branches, they shady dog. Telling you they're shady. Oh my god. Marine, Marines are shady too, but a hundred percent. Like let it the fuck go. Anyway. Anyway. Shout out to all our fucking service members. Absolutely. I told you, <laughs> thank you for serving our country for whatever role it is. Right. Okay. So yeah, they were fucking still cool from the little the shit that they were doing in the military. Right, right, right. James's uncle, a man named William Fowler, who we'll be talking about more later okay he recalled catching emma and james kissing at one of the barbecues emma and ernest used to throw Come on, yeah. no fucking shame in their motherfucking game no nah. william confronted him and was like bro come on, bro come on dog what you doing you're playing with death like you're playing with fire this is death you're kissing a man's wife in his own house okay and james didn't give two shits in a glass he literally was like ernest doesn't know he laughed it off no big deal. I mean, and aside from that being another man's wife, I mean, that's somebody that you served with. Yeah. You know? I mean, you're somebody that you're cool with. You guys are friends. Right. Like, and you, you obviously met before. You knew before this woman came in. 110%. Place, so, well, it's all goody. It's not, though. And Ernest ended up finding out about the affair and confronted James. He, like, called him up, cussed him the fuck out. Like, you know, basically was like, leave my wife the fuck alone. James was like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> What would you do, babe? If so, paint a picture for me. What would I do if if you you thought if I another... was Mr. Ernest? Yes, and you was Miss Emma. <laughs> yeah. We will be covering his case. That's on God. <laughs> so to me, it was very clear that James wanted Ernest's spot. Yeah, absolutely. What are you thinking? Absolutely. I mean, <clears throat> he probably sees what he thinks you know a beautiful woman taking care of her business, working on her own money, you know. And he probably thinks, you know, Mr. Ernest don't deserve the type of woman that Miss Emma is. And he probably think he can fill those shoes, but fuck him for that. Mm. I think it was honestly more shallow than that. Because when Emma when Emma and James started their affair, Emma was showering this man with gifts. Like, really spoiling him, oh, showing true. off her money. So he's probably like, well, damn, this is a cash cow right in my motherfucking lap. Why not take advantage? That's true. That's true. Yeah, that's true. You know, according to his own mother, the exposure to, like, all that money and just 
material shit really changed him. Yeah. And made him greedy. Good point, babe. Good point. Thanks, babe. So after Ernest's death, Emma and James decided to take their relationship to the next level and got married in 2008. They moved to Poplarville, Mississippi and were living the high life. They bought a mansion that was over 4,000 square feet. Wow. Cars, just everything you could think of. They had everything. They didn't deserve it, but they had it. But unfortunately, that happiness wouldn't last either because on October 21st, 2011, James's mother would find him lying in his bed shot to death. Yeah. Come on, yo. Now, if you put now, if you keep going on this case and you tell me that she got married a fourth time, he about the dumbest <laughs> person in the, in, the, in the world. Well. Dumb as a box of rocks. We're going to get to it. Oh, Jesus Lord. So according to the autopsy report, James was shot multiple times in the head. Wow. Yeah, and one of the shows I watched, his own mother said that she saw one of his eyes open and she called his name and, like, he didn't move at all and she couldn't even cry. She just screamed. His mom found him? Yes. Okay. Yes, she found him. So this is an excerpt from James's obituary. James Russell Rain was born October 28th, 1973. He was adopted by Emily and the late Eddie Rain. James went to be with his Heavenly Father October 21st, 2011. Damn, like... Sh- a week short of his birthday. I was about to say that when you finished reading wow. that. And he died a week short of his birthday. He was 37 years old. He was united in holy matrimony to Emma Smith on July 10th, 2008. He leaves to treasure and embrace his memories, his loving wife of three years, Emma Rain. So that was just like an excerpt from it. There was obviously More. other parts um, included. But sure. I was really surprised that they included that in his obituary. Mm-hmm. Even though there was suspicion around his death, like almost immediately after he died, that makes me believe that the family, James's family, probably believed that there was that she had nothing to do with it. Because I don't think I don't think a family who believes that the wife has something to do with it is going to put her in the obituary. Well, it makes me think that maybe she just wrote the obituary. You know, very possible. Emma wasn't home likely. at the time. Very likely, likely. yeah. Emma wasn't home at the time when he died, mm-hmm. like she was home when Ernest died. She was apparently out with a friend, and she was the one who actually called James's mom to go check on him. Come on, yo. That's just another level of sick and psycho. She was just trying to have somebody else find the body. Yeah. So it wouldn't be her. Right, so she ain't the last person to see him. Exactly. Police could see signs of forced entry and also noticed that the house had a surveillance system. So, like, yay. Clues. Okay. Mm -hmm. But for some reason, the system was not on that night. It was shut off the night before. (laughs) It's just so blatant in our faces. And guess who was the last person to be seen at the house? Miss Emma. Miss Emma. Exactly. She is a piece of shit. (laughs) I ain't even calling her Miss Emma no more. Trash bag Emma. Trash bag Emma. Shout out to Trash Bag Lori. If you guys remember who Trash Bag Lori is, message me because that was from an episode like forever ago. Trash Bag Lori. Yeah. Okay. And let's also remember a lot of the same people that know James, know Ernest, okay? Or at least knew Ernest. So seeing that both men have died violent deaths and the only real thing they have in common directly is marrying the same woman. Right. They're starting to ask the harder questions. After the third husband. Exactly. And those people included William, which is James's uncle, and Enoch, which is James's brother. Enoch. Shout out to all the Enochs out there. So, yeah, they started to ask anybody they could get a hold of about what they may know, you know, about the case. Mm -hmm. According to the court documents, I read that Enoch and William actually overheard another relative speaking about how James and a man named Alfred Everett 
who mm-hmm. went by Terry, were both involved in the in the murder of Ernest Smith. So they were talking about this at the murder scene of James, thinking that it could be connected. Uh, well, two plus two equals four. In this situation, it absolutely does. Right, right. And because the two felt like Terry could be next, mm-hmm. because they knew Terry. Terry was someone that they grew up with. Right, so just kind of tying up loose ends. 100%. Yeah. They felt like they needed to confront him and see if they could at least help him and get some sort of the truth. Now, Terry, who was actually adopted into James and Enoch's family, like literally a brother, mm-hmm. went for a ride with William and Enoch, and they essentially convinced him to just spill the beans and tell them what happened. And he did. He cried about how he wanted to make things right and admitted that James and Emma hired him to kill Ernest. Wow. Mm-hmm. He said that the two supplied him with the gun to shoot Ernest with, told him where and when to be there, just the whole night. It, it's crazy to me, even like when we watch our own shows and stuff like that, how people like conspire to do such evil things, like commit a murder, you know, for no re- essentially no reason. Essentially oh, there's no, no reason. value for human life, right. even with like all the gang shit out there. Yeah, and stuff. they don't give yeah, a fuck. Yeah, absolutely, like that shit's crazy. It, it blows my mind. It, yeah. it never gets old to me. Yeah, and society's like grooming us to be that way. So much. I see a murder at least once a day on TV. Mm-hmm. You know. In some form of, even even if not, you're not on TV, like everybody was on Instagram, Facebook, yeah, you find out something. about somebody who unfortunately lost their lives to some bullshit. To some straight up bullshit. So the two men urged 30-year-old Terry to turn himself into the police, and he did. He told them everything and said that he was offered $100,000 to kill Ernest. Damn, I mean, these Ernest and Enoch and what was his name? William. Enoch and William, they need to be some attorneys themselves. They convinced him to pull his pants down in the car pretty much. <laughs> Shit. Exactly. He said, tell us what happened. And they made him turn himself in. Shit. He was like, telling it all, y'all. He, he really did. That's I don't crazy. know what the fuck. They made, I hope they beat his ass, to I, be fair. That's the only thing that makes sense to me. Because if I committed something such as terrible as that, you're just not going to talk to me to convince me. Right. You're going to put your hands on me. But Ernest, I mean, not Ernest, Enoch was also like, James was stupid as hell to even get involved in something yeah, like this. And he yeah. called him a coward for Absolutely. being involved in taking Ernest's life. Soon after Terry confessed to police, an anonymous woman called Enoch and told him that she will be leaving some papers in his mailbox. Papers that may shed some more light on Emma and these murders. And the papers show that just weeks before Ernest was killed, his life insurance beneficiary was changed. The money would no longer go to his daughter, Quentin, but would now go to James Rain. What? Mm-hmm. Not, I'm sorry, not only Quentin. So it was only supposed to go to her, all right. of it. She changed it to going to James Rain. The man that he knew was having an affair with his wife. Come on. The dumbest fucking thing ever. Yeah, that's some bullshit. That's some dumbest bullshit. fucking thing. The hell going on? Thank you. So Enoch and William took these papers to the police mm-hmm. in Mississippi, and they also contacted a detective named Descenda Barnes in New Orleans. So she was in in charge of Ernest's cold case at the time. Oh, wow, cool. Mm-hmm. They actually drove out there and spoke with her, gave a statement, and this statement led to the arrest of Alfred. That's dope. That's dope. Absolutely. And then they would later arrest Emma in connection oh, with damn, Ernest. I, I, I was ready to arrest her ass 10 years ago, too, shit. Yeah, she should have been underneath somebody's fucking I jail. mean, because, you know, I, at least... The way they make it look on TV, of course. When when a husband or wife dies, they look in, obviously, the, the significant other is the first person you look at. And then they find out, hey, was this person married before? And mm-hmm. if so, how did that person die? 
They should have found out that she had two previous husbands who died of under suspicious circumstances. So the only people that they knew about were Ernest. They didn't know about her first husband. Nobody in the circle knew about yeah, it. That's just crazy. Until they started digging more into her life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So 49-year-old Emma would obviously plead not guilty because she's a piece of shit and just wants to waste everybody's Come fucking on, time. She got caught. And we're taking it to trial. So Q, who is Ernest's only daughter, testified that she had no idea she was even entitled to any money for her father's death. <sighs> you know, death. To her knowledge, it was only $100,000 anyway, and Emma bought one for James in 1997. So that's the one she knew about. Mm -hmm. But Emma wasn't telling people when she was increasing the amount. Right, right. And by 2005, it was $800,000. Damn. Mm -hmm. And by February of 2006, the policy had been changed to James and Quentin receiving the money. She didn't even find out until she Googled herself. Q had to Google herself That's to find a... out that she was supposed to get $400,000. <laughs> she how the hell did she find out about Googling herself? I have no idea. Great question. I have no idea. Maybe... I need to go Google my damn self. I have family members who passed. Do, do they fuck with you? Yeah, what you mean? Everybody fuck with me. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> so she, she didn't even know until she Googled herself. And then investigators learned that Emma had her own daughter named Keisha Judge Forged Quentin's signatures on documents that allowed Emma yeah. to have access to all that's that what money. I, that's what I figured. That's what I figured. Because yeah. normally, yeah, that's what I figured. I yeah, Keisha going. actually like went to the bank, pretended to be Q. Right, that. and these people in the fucking bank ain't asking for ID, fucking idiots. 2000, what, what year is this? 2005? Lazy. And what state was that? Uh, New Orleans. Oh, shit. Probably banks weren't even Slash Orleans. Mississippi. So in 2014, Emma's daughter pleaded guilty to conspiracy and forgery charges and was sentenced should. to 10 years probation. Oh, shit. <laughs> probation. I saw I you got to... excited. Yeah, I thought they were going to put ass in the clink. Right. Terry was also in court to testify on behalf of the prosecution, but he would not cooperate with them at the fuck all. Like, even when he was up on the stand, he refused to speak for some reason. What did he say? I want to invoke my Fifth Amendment or something like that? He didn't say a word. He didn't say a word. I oh, think he was scared of Emma. I don't know if, like, looking at her. Was I like, mean, I anyone with some gold fronts like that, I'd be scared of that, too. <laughs> Shit. If I go into the grocery store and I see somebody with a with a bag, a buggy, or a basket with some goatee, we, we can come back later. <laughs> They're not ones to play with. Hell no. Nah. At least if I'm going in, if they're in our five, we're in our ten. So if they pop off, we can get up out of there. Oh my goodness gracious. So because Terry was giving the courts such a hard time, the prosecution was now able to put other people on the stand. So mm -hmm. they were able to put Enoch on the stand and he was able to describe what Terry told them about right. Ernest's murder. And it really broke Enoch. Like it was very hard for him to do mm -hmm. and it was very hard for the jury to watch. And it kind of just put the nail in the coffin for yeah, Terry. Absolutely. Absolutely. They could clearly see how close he was to both Terry and mm -hmm. James, and it was just like, "Oh, you're guilty, yeah. sir." I never been on a on a jury, but I want to. So, I, I, so, so do I. Um, <laughs> but I can imagine how easy it is to see someone be genuine on the stand yeah. uh, when it comes to talking about their relationship with someone who unfortunately might have passed. Yeah, because some people just can't fake it at all. Exactly. So I'm just going to tell you guys what happened that night. This is what Terry told investigators and Enoch previously. Okay. So on the night of Ernest's murder, Terry sat outside the house in his car and waited for Ernest to come home. At around 11.30 p.m. is when he saw Ernest and got out of his car, pointed the gun at him, and shot him twice. I don't know if he called his name mm -hmm. or something to get him to turn around, but that's what happened. Right. 
Terry then drove back to Mississippi, threw the gun out of the car window into the lake on the way, and just, like, never fucking looked back. Because of his involvement, 32-year-old Alfred Everett was convicted of second-degree murder and sentenced to life in prison in December 2014. Good for him. <laughs> they offered him a deal of 40 years before he was convicted, like, before even going to trial. But he was a little fucking shit to the end and fought them the whole way. Yeah, then you just being stubborn for no fucking reason. Did you think he was going to beat that case? Come Why on, would yeah. he think he was going to beat the case? I have zero idea. And, and maybe, I don't know, I don't know. For him, I guess it's either 40 years or go on trial and possibly get off. Come on, dog. He fucking confessed. Come like, on, with 40 years, you have a chance of even getting out before then. Right, and how old was he? 32. 40 years puts you at 70 plus. Come on, you might as well. I don't know. When you're looking at that number versus, like, I guess a word, maybe it's different. Shit. Shit. I get it. I get it, <laughs> but you dumb as hell. Not for me. And after a four-day trial in August of 2016, Emma was found guilty of second-degree murder and was sentenced to life in prison. Good for her. Yeah. She didn't get it. Okay. She just threw the fucking chair at her. Give her the chair. Hell, I would have threw a chair right in the courtroom if I was one of those family members of those judges. <laughs> Fuck the judicial chair. She would have got my, my wallet. She would have got my phone in the back of the head. She would have got all of that. This bottle of cranberry juice I got sitting right here. I would have definitely you accosted her. Bitch. Yeah, 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 all that shit. I would have made a scene. I would be on 100%. YouTube, court TV A today. wheelchair, uh, the first husband's wheelchair. She would have got that too. Oh my God. 100%. Okay. <laughs> anyway, okay, so... Do you guys want to hear something else crazy? Talk to me nice. After James's murder, Emma vanished and resurfaced with a new husband in Kansas City. Oh, my God. <laughs> they got married in 2012, but after all the bullshit about Emma came out, mm -hmm. he divorced her ass real quick. Good. Mm -hmm. Good. Emma is now 58 years old, sitting in a prison in Louisiana. Her and Terry are actually both sitting in prison in Louisiana, and they will be there until their last days. Yeah. I, I don't like wishing death on nobody, mm -hmm. and I don't. Think, I don't even like saying people deserve death, the death penalty. Mm -hmm. But that motherfucker deserved to be in jail for the rest of her damn living days. That's for fucking sure. I agree. Emma's first husband's family, remember Leroy? Yep. Yeah, his family suspects that Emma may have something to do with him, like getting hit by the car as well. Not, wow. Yeah, not just choking on the tube. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> yeah, because like investigators were never to find out who hit him. He could have been fucking hit in the driveway. It's just n no just real evidence they could go off like, hey, he got hit by a car. I don't know I the details about that. it, but yeah, they think that she has something to do with that, and him surviving that attack was not a part of her plan. Yeah. Damn, I didn't think about that. Mm -hmm. Hey, leave a comment or shout out. Give, <laughs> say something if y'all thought about that she might have been the reason he got hit by the car, because I didn't think about that at all. I definitely considered it. Really? Yeah. Okay. But I also was like, maybe it was just her first taste of like, oh shit, a freak accident fucking happened, and... I could have, I could have almost you know? got two hundred thousand dollars. So she probably, yeah. Then she probably Damn, just that shit crazy. finished him off. Yeah. So rest in peace to these men. You know, James fucked up, but I wouldn't wish death on him. Nobody. You but, know what I'm saying? But he he played a part in somebody else's death. Karma looks fucking like however the fuck she wants to look. <laughs> So that's our case this week, you guys. That and thank you to listener Devin Hart for recommending it. Devin, you the goat. <laughs> you can't be calling everybody the goat. It may not be true. Okay, Devin, you the Billy goat. Kayla's the goat. Oh, my you're goodness. You the Billy goat. Anyway. At least for the day. <laughs> thank you guys for listening to this episode. Appreciate you guys. Terrell was nervous. Absolutely. And I'm sure you guys can probably tell from the <laughs> audio. If you guys are Patreon subscribers, I'm sure you saw it in the video. But... Mm -hmm. um. 
I was excited to finally, finally, finally make my uh, first appearance. Yeah. Uh, I won't even say it's my last. Maybe she will. But <laughs> she knows. You guys should know now. I mean, for months now, mm-hmm. I've been, you know, inching my way on getting on here in some form or fashion. Yeah. Um, but it was a pleasure you guys having me. I hope you guys enjoyed the case. Okay, babe. You take forever to speak, but I love you so much. Yeah, I'm a so, yeah. <laughs> okay, so before we go, as always, we love you and be safe. Protect your peace and protect your space. So, so we, we don't have to cover, cover your, your case. case. Oh, I've been waiting all my life to say that part. Bye, guys. <laughs> See you guys later. <laughs> I have a right to kill me. I have a right to do that. But you have no right to judge me.